What's up, everybody? This is your girl, author Monique Duel, and welcome to another episode of Having a Moment with Moni, streaming here on the HOD Radio Network from Benin, Nigeria. Hey, guys, I hope that all is well with you. I am sending you lots of love and hugs and positivity. Hey, um... Before I get started, let me get a couple of announcements out the way, as I always do. This Sunday, that's right, this Sunday, uh, March the 12th at 10 a.m., join me, ladies, calling all ladies, all queens, all beautiful women of the Most High God and beyond. Join me at the International Women's Day virtual event through Stella Woman Magazine. We are... um, Gathering once again this year and this year, our theme is embracing equity. It is absolutely free, but you must register. So to register, you can head on over to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Stellar Woman magazine. I know that's long, but that's actually the <laughs> that's actually uh where you go to register. Stellar S T E L L A R Woman W O M A N magazine M A G A Z I N E and join me and a host of other beautiful, powerful, anointed women as we discuss embracing equity as we love on each other and support and encourage one another. I hope that you will be able to register and make it because it is absolutely free. It's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. They are in the UK, so their time zone is different. So if you are in any of the other states, please govern yourselves accordingly with your time zone. Okay, I am so pleased um, to be invited back once again to share what God has given me to share on uh, embracing equity. Okay, so let's get into it, y'all. Um, I am running late with uh, recording this episode. And let's be honest, uh, when you constantly do stuff at the last minute at the ninth hour, it's called procrastination. And I sat here and I said, well, good Lord, the days went by me yet again, Lord, what, what is happening? You know, I'm usually... You know, I'm usually right on it. I have already by the time Wednesday come or Thursday, I would have already had this uh, pre-recorded and ready to rock and roll. But I've been coming in the carport at the ninth hour just as the street lights come on, like like <laughs> as we as we used to do. When we were kids. We had to be home before the streets light came before the street lights came on. And so I am coming in just as the street light is coming on. And I'm like, God, what is happening? And you know what? He talked to me about discipline. (laughs) Just before I hit the record button, y'all, I kid you not. I uh, was coming on here to talk about something completely um, off the dome, as always. And God dropped in my spirit about discipline. Uh, And I said, ouch, Lord, forgive me. He's like, you like discipline. I'm like, yeah, I do. I can't lie and say that I don't. I like discipline. And I thought about all of the areas and things like that, that uh, I was not disciplined in and what my results were. And I was not happy. I had to agree with God, whether I wanted to agree with God or not is not the issue. I had to agree with God. 
There are areas in my life that are not disciplined in the way they should be. And so I started diving, you know, into discipline, y'all, real quick. And discipline is a form of self-control. And I looked it up and it said this self-control is discipline in the face of pressure from an immediate urge, desire or compulsion. We that's a mouthful, y'all. And it says self-control relates to delaying immediate gratification of the senses. Its struggle is the conflict between intellectual knowing and emotional desiring. Whoa. <laughs> intellectually i know i'm supposed to record this podcast but you know and and this show but emotionally i was drained you see the conflict okay i can wait it's only monday i still have three more days tuesday oh i can wait i still have a couple of more days before friday oh i can wait it's now thursday or whatever day you know closer to friday as i get to and uh and I'm still saying that. And then I'm rushing at the last minute. And this has been happening for weeks, you guys, not necessarily because there were things going on, because some weeks there were things that were going on that couldn't be helped. But for the most part, the conflict between intellectually knowing that you have obligated yourself to pour into the people and be a blessing versus my emotional desires and my instant gratification that says, oh, I can miss a week. And this is the same mentality, y'all, that we carry over into other areas of our lives when we're supposed to be doing things. We're supposed to eat healthy. It lasts a week or until we get weak. No self-discipline, no self-control. We're supposed to be fasting and things like that. And we purpose in our heart to do a thing. And before we can get there, we have failed already, whether it's in our thoughts or our actions. No self-discipline. No self-control. And so I had to think, I had to think, and it didn't take long for me to, it was like a movie playing in my mind, you guys, I'm so serious, because I was sitting there like, well, God, that, 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 that was fast. <laughs> you know, we ask God to speak to us, y'all, and when he does, he is not going to always say something that makes you want to shed it, we're not going to always be like that, and it's not a bad thing. There are times when God is going to talk to you about the the parts of you that are not so pleasant and in gratitude, you should be but a lot of times you're not. You're like, really? God, that ain't me. It is. God reveals all things to us because he wants us to be as pure and holy before him as we possibly can. And so discipline and self-control are fruit of the spirit. Y'all know the scripture about the fruit of the spirit. It it is one of the fruit of the spirit. There's no S on it. I love it. The fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's one of the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5, 22 says 22 and 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. (laughs) And so when God talked to me about discipline, I said, okay, Lord, I can look up the definition of discipline, but what do you say discipline is? Okay, and so I I am going to give you give you the um, 
the dictionary definition of discipline. And then I'm going to tell you what the Lord told me that that discipline was. Lord, help my tongue. I can't even get it together. Discipline is defined as the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior or using punishment to correct disobedience. And it's also defined as a lack of proper parental and school discipline. (laughs) The practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior, using punishment to correct disobedience or lack of proper parental and school discipline. That is the dictionary definition of discipline. The Lord said to me that discipline is a decisive decision to obey what's required to achieve or obtain something. I'm going to say it again. The Lord said that discipline is a decisive decision to obey what is required to achieve or obtain something. That's good. And of course, as an educator uh, working in the school system, we deal a lot with kids with behavior issues and discipline. And so we, we you know, cultivate and uh, implement these strategies and things like that to help them in our efforts to provide proper discipline for them. Some of the methods work and some do not. However, these are the three types of discipline that I found that the Lord led me to. And and I'm going to explain each one and and tell you <laughs> or try to tell you rather how this relates to us in the body of Christ. All right. The first one is preventive discipline, and it means measures taken to preempt misbehavior by keeping someone engaged. Preempt means to prevent an attack by disabling an enemy. Whoa. So you mean to tell me if I take preventive discipline measures, I can preempt the attack of the enemy who is seeking whom he may devour. Wow. My God, isn't God amazing? Y'all I'm trying to tell y'all God is so amazing. And the scriptures for this point, which is point a. Okay. I'm going to do my preachy voice. Point a (laughs) point. Number one. Is Matthew 6 and 24, which is a familiar scripture. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be devoted to the one despise the other. When you lack discipline and self-control, you are devoted to the dysfunction. And you despise the self-control. Woo, come on, God. Oh, my God. Come on, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Did you hear what the Lord just said to you? (laughs) You are devoted. You are devoted to the lack of self-control and the lack of discipline. And you despise the idea or the suggestion of discipline and self-control. Woo. (laughs) My, my God. That's a whole mouthful right there. You love you you love the you love the lack of discipline and self control and you hate the idea of preventive discipline. There's no gray area with God. Listen, there is no gray area with God because 
if there's a gray area, that means it's it's open for our own interpretation and understanding. And God is not the author of confusion. This is why he said, let your yea be yea, your nay, nay. Anything outside of these is sin. So that, that it's an either or. No man can serve two masters. Either you're going to uh, love to love the process of being disciplined and exhibit the fruit of the spirit of self-control or you're not. Okay. Another scripture I got for y'all Proverbs chapter five, verses one and two. It says this, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. Pay attention. That's how you this is how you keep engaged in 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 your walk with Christ. Pay attention to the wisdom of God. Listen carefully to the wise counsel that comes from the word of God, the presence of God as you praise and worship him and come from the preached word and the um and the ministers and the prophets and the apostles who come to speak a word to you. This is how you keep your focus and your attention on God. This is how you prevent an attack and disable the enemy. Preventive discipline. That's preventive discipline, y'all. Oh, my God, this is good already. Listen, God stepping all on my toes (laughs) this morning. Okay, I'm up in the wee hours, y'all. I told y'all that, you know, this when I say this morning, I'm up, up in the wee hours when it's nice and quiet because I get to hear God more clearly ain't nothing stirring ain't no you know ain't nothing moving ain't nothing rattling or shaking jeremiah's asleep this is awesome that god would allow me to hear him to teach me about discipline so point number two supportive discipline assists with self-control now we talked about self-control already Uh uh-huh and the two scriptures i have they are both in proverbs the first one is proverbs 16 Verse 32, and it says this better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. (sighs) Better a patient person than a warrior. Hmm. Patience is the fruit of the spirit. We're going back to that again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And better is one with self-control than one who takes a city. Now, you know how big a city is. You mean to tell me, God, that I am better? I am better with self-control than one who takes a whole city? Wow. Self-control, y'all, is so important. I told you guys at the beginning that that uh, self-control is 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 one of those things that we exhibit in the face of an urge or a desire. Okay, we that means we're tempted by something that we probably should not have or should not be doing. And this is why we exhibit self-control and discipline. Example, for those of us who are on our weight loss journeys or just wanting to be healthy, period, whether you're overweight or not, you know, you've already had a decent dinner. You don't need a second plate of food. You already had one nice slice of cake. You don't need two or three slices of cake. You know, you've had three cookies, which is supposedly be a serving. You don't need eight to 10 cookies. Self-control, self-discipline. 
We don't want it because our flesh doesn't want it, but our spirit does. The Bible says it like this. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is why we have to pay attention and notice what we are responding to in our inner man and our outer circumstances. Our internal and external circumstances dictate the the decisions we make and whether we're going to exhibit discipline or self-control. Support supportive discipline assists with self-control. There's another scripture in Proverbs and it's Proverbs and I'm trying to find it real quick y'all. I had it up here, but it done left me. And it's Proverbs uh chapter 25 and verse 28. Proverbs 25 and 28 and it says this a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls Woo! that's the ESV version that's the English standard version (laughs) a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls oh boy NIV says like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Now, how in the world do you have a whole city that's left without walls? (laughs) That means it's destroyed. This tells me that without self-control, we are broken and destroyed on the inside. Oh, man. (sighs) Without self-control, y'all. And discipline. We we have no foundation. We have no foundation. We have no structure. We have no nothing. We're 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 like we're we're like a shell of some sort, if you will. Without self control. That's a lot, y'all. Ooh. Y'all feel that? Yeah. God. See, the Lord does not want us to be broken in any area other than uh, if if we if we have a broken and contrite spirit so that he can come in and mend. But he does not want, want us walking around fractured and all of those things like we don't know God and don't have help and don't and don't know how to walk this thing out before him. He does not want us to be like that. <sighs> He don't want us to be broken down, busted and disgusted. That is not his character. Okay. Um, Another translation says, uh, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who does not control his temper. And your temper is not just your attitude, y'all. Did you know that? Your your, Your temper, your temper is not. Just, you know, just your attitude because you get a, get an attitude and you're angry and stuff like that. No. As you can see, your temper is, is your is, is your is your form of discipline, your state of mind. Your state of mind. It's your state of mind, discipline, state of mind, self-control, state of mind. Everything starts with a thought. And so if you are thinking the wrong things. You're going to lack discipline and self-control because you're not doing the first thing, which is preventive discipline. You're not focusing and staying engaged on God. 
And you're certainly not exercising supportive discipline, which tells you, hey, you, yeah, you need self-control right here because you get ready to crash and burn. We have to constantly stay in the presence of God so that way we can preempt the enemy before he even comes. We can disable him if we exercise discipline and self-control. Point number three. Corrective discipline is measures taken when we are not following the rules. <laughs> we are not following the rules. And what are the rules? Uh, Philippians 4 and 8 says it like this. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, are of a good report. If there be any virtue and there be if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Follow the word. What does the word say in the in the moment that you're in, in the situation that you're in? What does God have to say to you? What does God have to say to you when when you're not, you know, when you're not following the rules and things like that? It is sent to us. Okay? In the school system, you know, we we discipline them for not following the rules. We create the appropriate punishment for our students when they're not doing the rules that were set before them. So it is with God. God has rules that we must follow. Rules that we must follow. First Peter five and eight says, stay alert. And I'm part and this is a uh, I don't know what version this is, but this is where it, where what I found. Uh, it doesn't say what version it is, but it says stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. When we're not following the rules, we we have been placed. We have placed ourselves in the in the den with the enemy for him to devour us. <laughs> And so if we mind the things of the flesh, if we live according to the flesh, we will mind the things of the flesh. Romans 8 and 5 says, but if we mind the things of the spirit, if we walk in the spirit, we will mind the things of the spirit. This is how we prevent ourselves from being devoured by the enemy. This is how we exhibit discipline and self-control by keeping our minds focused and stayed on God. We have to make a decisive decision, okay? We we have to make the decisive de- decision to obey what's required to achieve or t- to achieve my God or attain what God has for us. We we can't listen if we're not disciplined, and God gives us all all the money we've ever asked for, it will be squandered because we don't have discipline to manage what he has given us properly discipline means i have decided to manage my entire life and my entire being properly in the way that god sees fit in a way that will bring god glory i am uh making sure that i keep my temple uh, holy and pure because I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. So I'm keeping my temple healthy. I'm keeping my body healthy. I'm keeping my mind healthy. 
self-discipline and self-control says I, I am going to set boundaries in the workplace, set boundaries within my family and friend circle. So that way I am getting the proper rest and I am nourishing my spirit as well. I'm not working so much that I'm too tired to engage God so that the enemy uh, can attack me because now I'm too tired to engage with God. I I have allowed all of these things to preempt me. So because I have done that, now the enemy has access to me. I am not going to fill my schedule up. Uh Oh, watch this. I am not going to fill my schedule up. So I don't have time to pray and talk to God and sit in his presence. I am not going to keep saying, yes, I'm going here, there and everywhere because I think that it is, um, it is pleasing God or I'm doing God a favor and I hope to get brownie points because I'm going over above and beyond. Not if God didn't tell you to do so, you're not. We have to get this flesh under subjection because what happens is when we don't, this is why we like self-discipline and self-control. You will sit there and watch a movie and before you know it, you will eat Every snack probably you have in your cabinet because you have not uh, set boundaries with your own self. You didn't say, okay, instead of instead of eating this pack of cookies, I'm going to get a couple of apples or a little side salad. And I know, y'all, it's easier said than done when you have the choice that you want versus the choice that you want. Come on here. (laughs) No man can serve two masters. (laughs) You're going to love the one and hate the other. or You're going to be devoted to the one and despise the other. Don't despise discipline and self-control because it'll literally save your life. Listen, for those of us who are suffering from issues and things like that, health issues and things like that, more often than not, let's be honest, just say ouch if it's you. It is because we lacked discipline and self-control. Some things are DNA and genetics and hereditary. Yes, but we didn't help none. We listen, we not just getting attacked all willy nilly like we don't have no control or none of that. We do. We have power. God has given us power to trample over serpents and scorpions. So surely he has given us self-control and self-discipline to, to be able to use. And we are capable of using them. If we can speak and say to the mountain, be thou moved and be thou cast into the sea, my God, today, we can exhibit self-control and (laughs) self-discipline. Woo. We can we can exhibit preventive discipline. We can exhibit supporting discipline and we can exhibit corrective discipline. And we need all three through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need all three. We need to exercise all three of them because there are times when when we need to prevent the enemy, uh, you know, to preempt and prevent the enemy from broadsiding us with stuff. There are times when we need a little bit more support because we're there, but we just need a little nudge because we teeter totter uh, back and forth and double mindedness against the decision that we know is right to do, but we still struggling with it. And at the end of the day, when we just said, you know, threw caution to the wind and said, no, God, we ain't going to do it. Now we need corrective discipline because now we got to go back to God and repent. 
We got to go back to God and say, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have never done that. I knew that was wrong before I even did it. I did not prevent it from happening. I did not ask for support. Oh, God in heaven. I thank you. I did not ask for support from uh, a trusted friend or a mentor or, you know, uh, 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 my spiritual leaders or anything like that. Now you have to correct me. I did not ask you before I went and did X, Y, Z. I did not do anything to prevent what I clearly saw was getting ready to overtake me and to try to take me out of here, snuff me and sift me as we. Neither did I ask for help because after all, I'm strong and I can handle it and I don't need nobody. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, glory to your name, God. You are talking right here, sir. For many of us, we don't do that. We don't prevent. We don't support ourselves. And then when all is said and done, we don't even see corrective measures at some point. We just keep letting stuff go and keep letting stuff go and then want to blame the devil. No, baby, it's you. It <laughs> stop. My God, stop. We're not staying engaged in God's presence. We seem to stay engaged in God's presence until he gives us what we want. And then all of a sudden we don't hear him and see him anymore. Excuse me, Lord Jesus. We have gone on our own merry little way like we can maintain and 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 oh my help me Holy Ghost. Like we can maintain and keep what it is that he has blessed us with and and for the long haul we don't have the capacity to we don't have the capacity for longevity with anything that god gives us without god are you serious the the old folks used to say like this we can't say a kind word or a good deed without the lord so you mean to tell me you prayed and asked God for this husband, this house, this car, this business and all of that. And now all of a sudden you don't need God no more. Where's the money coming from? If he don't give you the strength to go to work, I need y'all to hear me and catch this. If he does not give you the health and strength and the mental capacity, how are you going to keep and maintain these things that you have asked for? Even in ministry, you cannot you cannot minister without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can only talk. There is no power. You have no power without the Holy Spirit. You have no power or no wherewithal. So how is it that you feel like you can do all of these things with no discipline and no self-control? You cannot, my brothers and my sisters. If you don't have self-control or discipline, you won't get to work on time in the morning. Come on, let me bring this down to, to elementary level. If you don't have discipline and self-control, you won't even keep your regularly scheduled programming or regimen in your life that you already have going on. You will not get up at the same time every morning to get yourself ready for work. You will not go to the gym at the same time every day that because you, you know, because you're trying, trying to be healthy and lose weight. You will not study your word and pray and seek God because you have no discipline and no self-control. No discipline and no self-control says let's just do whatever our flesh decides to do on any given day and then we'll go back to repent to God later. Let me tell you something. Be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever man so that shall he reapeth. And if you decide to continue in sin, the word says God forbid. So what are you doing to prevent 
Ooh, what are you doing to prevent your spiritual life from crashing and burning? What are you doing to prevent a breach in your relationship with God and your and your private time and your prayer and worship with God? What who are you reaching out to to sharpen your iron? Because iron iron sharpens iron. That is supporting discipline. And what are you doing to correct the things that you know that you've already done wrong? Because guess what? You're still responsible for doing whatever it is that God has called you to do, whether you messed it up or not. You are still my God in heaven, responsible for correcting that thing and getting it right with God. And if you're not saved today, this is where corrective discipline and self-control comes in. You, You need the Lord. If you are not if you are not saved and never confess Christ. Correct your mistake. God, I'm sorry. Say that. God, I'm sorry. And I repent for my sins. I believe that you are the Christ. You, I believe that you bled, died and suffered and rose on the third, on the third day for my behalf. I'm asking you, Lord God, to come into my heart, into my life. Be my Lord and my savior. I don't know how to serve you, God. I don't know what that means, but I'm asking you to help me. And ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift. He is a gift. He is not an it. And if you ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit, he will, because all he's, his word says so. It says in the word, all you have to do is ask. And if you need wisdom, all you have to do is ask for that, too, because in the word, it says he gives us wisdom liberally. If you have walked away from God, do a 180, correct your mistake and come on back home. So that you can prevent the enemy from overtaking you. So then you can find a community of believers, which is your support. And you can correct the errors in your life. Do you not know that it took discipline and self-control for Jesus to obey his father to go to the cross for us it took him discipline and self-control to be a carpenter to minister for 31 32 33 years before he was crucified and all of those kinds of things it took discipline and self-control and guess what that is a form of love I love you so I am going to do what is necessary God for you to be satisfied with me Self-discipline and self-control is a form of self-love. I love myself enough, so I am not going to keep overeating. I am not going to keep overindulging in things that don't feed my spirit and my soul. I am not going to keep drinking and and destroy my liver and then pray and repent and hope that God forgive me. Ooh-wee. I am not going to keep smoking weed, trying to stay as high as I can stay, uh, until my brain cells are fried and then pray and ask God for healing. Mm-mm. And I'm not talking about people who take it for medicinal purposes. I'm not talking about that. So don't y'all inbox me talking about I offended y'all. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that are sinful unto God. I am not going to keep being promiscuous until I catch a disease because I don't feel loved or or wanted or validated and then go to God at the end of my life on my deathbed and hope God forgives me and restore my life so I can so I can live a little while longer. We are not going to do that. I decree and declare the devil is a liar. I decree and declare you will not destroy yourself. You will not destroy yourself in the name of love, attention, validation, or affection. God loves you. Okay? 
God loves you and you are called according to his purpose. He has a beautiful plan for your life. He said in his word, his thoughts of you are many and that he has Ooh, he knows the plans that he has for you to give you an expected end. But you got to do some things to prevent all of these distractions and demonic attacks and all of those things to God help me today. You have to do your part. And so, Father, we repent for not doing our part. We repent for just letting ourselves go in every area of our lives. We done got lazy, Father. We have been procrastinating. We been taking our sweet little time. We ain't did not one thing you have told us to do in the last two years. And for some of us, God has been speaking to you since the beginning of this year about stuff you didn't do last year. And you still dragging and still making excuses. There are no excuses, family. God requires discipline and self-control. It is the fruit of the spirit. It is required. I am. Listen, y'all. I I am not trying to offend anybody, but I am so winded and discouraged because I keep seeing all of all of us, my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ being consumed by the enemy. We can't even stand up and do praise and worship because we out of breath. We got to sit in chairs and, and, and all these other kinds of things because we did not do what we were supposed to do. We can't even walk two blocks. We need a car to go two blocks. Come on, y'all. We, we, we don't have. Listen, listen. As a minister or a preacher, whatever capacity you serve in, you have to get your life together because we see it. You know, y'all, you know, people trying to hop across the stage and 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 and, and bucking and jumping and all of that just as unhealthy as they want to be and think that just because you're preaching and serving God, that God is just going to fix everything while you literally do nothing. He is not. And I am here to tell you that. Get real with yourself and get real with God. He had to tell me the same thing. Uh, I am. Yes, I am the Lord that God that healeth thee. But you have to do something. You have to participate in your own deliverance. You you can't expect God to heal you. You still want to keep eating three or four bags of chips a day and drinking two and three gallons, three, two and three uh, bottles of two liter of soda and, and just eating all of the greasy fried foods you want and all of the junk and all of the sweets. God is not that. He not that man. He is not the one. But if you're going to take action steps and you discipline yourself and you exhibit self-control and you ask the Holy Spirit to help you rid yourself of what is not of God, because it's not just that, y'all, that there are more sins than the than the ones we always hop on. And I say it all the time. There's more sins than than overeating, drinking, sex, drugs and all that kind of stuff It's lying, it's backbiting, it's stealing, it's overindulging. It's all it, there's read it, read it in the word. Having the wrong thoughts is a sin. Lack of faith is a sin. Thinking the wrong things is a sin. Being double minded is a sin. So we got plenty. But we can see you. We see you in the spirit. We see that you're struggling. 
because you like discipline and self-control. Listen, I was looking at a YouTube video and I, y'all, this just made me burst into tears. This entire choir, this entire choir was morbidly obese. The entire choir, y'all. And to see them standing there struggling to sing and to breathe y'all listen God will show you things in the spirit so that you can pray for others and things like that to see them struggling trying to sing and stuff and sweating buckets under the light or whatever I literally thought that somebody was going to pass out and it was not the presence of God y'all hear me hear me we gotta do better We got to do better. Okay, we got to do better with these bodies and these temples. People, y'all, you know, some of these preachers are are breathing hard talking about, you know, the fruit of the spirit and stuff like that. And, And you can't even get the words out because you can barely breathe and talk. And it's not the Holy Spirit. Don't y'all stop lying on the Holy Spirit. Y'all stop lying on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not going to coddle you. The Holy Spirit it bring comes to bring about change in your life, not for you to stay the same. God is not going to heal you and deliver you for you to stay the same. Anytime that you are in the presence of God and the Holy Spirit, anybody who has ever encountered the Holy Spirit would tell you this. There is a change and a shift that takes place. Now, you can choose to go back to your old way if you want to and grieve the spirit, but woe be unto you. There is no way you can continue to serve God and stay the same. There is no way that I can t- can continue to preach to you and all that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm eating McDonald's and all that kind of stuff at three and four in the morning. And I'm not exercising. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not doing none of that. But I'm trying to tell you to have self-control. I am a hypocrite. I can't tell you to do something that I'm not doing. I mean, I can, but I shouldn't. And I said all that to say, y'all love yourselves enough to discipline yourself and ask God to help you. Because, look, if you don't, if you can't grasp the concept of discipline and self-control, you are now addicted. My God, help us, Holy Ghost. You are now addicted. If you cannot control what you eat and and you cannot control, you know, your calorie intake, you cannot control yourself from stealing. You cannot control yourself from lying. You cannot control yourself from backbiting or being promiscuous and and, and, um, doubting God and, and not having a lack of faith and stuff like something's wrong somewhere. It's not just you doing it. Your flesh is out of control. And you need God. That is the only way that you are going to be healed and free once and for all. But you got to fight for your freedom. And once you're free, guess what? You got to still exhibit discipline and self-control to stay free. God is requiring discipline of us and self-control i don't care what you're dealing with or struggling with don't y'all inbox me talking about i'm bashing overweight people and all that kind of stuff i'm not bashing nobody because i'm overweight myself i am simply saying that god is requiring us to get real and get disciplined and exhibit self-control whatever area you're lacking it in that's where he wants you to work on for me 
he I am working on several areas at once. And one of the areas is recording this uh, podcast and show on time to get it in on time so that it can air on time. Discipline. Make a deliberate schedule to do what it is that God is requiring you to do. What you think he gave you ministry for? The ministry is to you first. Did you know that when God gives you an idea, a concept of things like that, whatever it is he gave you to write write or, or, or cultivate or create, it is to you first. It is for you first. The ministry is always for you first. You can't minister to somebody else in the area that you have not conquered. You're only it's hearsay at this point. You can only give a secondhand account. But to be able to say that God delivered me from uh, you know, overindulging and destroying my temple and um, from destructive manic thoughts and all of these kinds of things that the enemy used to sift us as we to take our focus off of God, to be able to say that meant that you went through something and that you utilized the word of God. You got before God's presence and you tapped into his presence and allowed the Holy Spirit to heal you and deal with you. God loves y'all. God loves us. He loves us so much. He don't want us to die early. He don't want us to be consumed by the enemy, especially when we got the answer. It's not like we don't. And so I'm admonishing you tonight to love yourself enough to get your whole life together in mind body and spirit, your internal and external issues. One day at a time with God is moment by moment for some of us. I know that we're going through things. The inflation is out here. We trying to make sure our bills are paid. Our kids are well cared for. Keeping the health insurance. Trying to keep the, the, the utilities on and all of those kinds of things. We trying to make sure we can keep our jobs. We're tired. We're exhausted. We, we're just burnt out and all of those things. Allow the Holy Spirit to refresh your soul. Allow the Holy Spirit to love on you. His presence is so perfect and so sweet. This is what God gave me to say to y'all. And he talking to me too. I'm not just saying this to say that to y'all. He talking to me too because Monique is not disciplined in certain areas. I am not. As much as I have tried and the problem was I tried in my own strength and I failed every single time. It did not last. Only what you do for Christ will last is what the word says. We self-love y'all self-love, self-discipline, self-control, self-love, self-discipline, self-control. Allow God to take you through the process. Yes, it's painful because our flesh don't want to do it. We don't want to do nothing that that requires routine and, and, and following orders and things like that. You don't think so. Why do you why do we have speeding tickets and speeding cameras? We don't want to obey rules. Let me say that we don't want to obey rules. So we get speeding tickets because we won't drive the speed limit. We don't want to obey rules. So we end up in the hospital because the doctor told us not to eat too much salt and all that kind of stuff. And we did everything that the doctor told us not to do in plenty of supply. We don't want to follow rules. You don't have a handicap placard. 
And so why are you parking in a handicapped spot, taking up the space for somebody like me who has a son like Jeremiah who needs the handicapped space? We don't want to follow rules. Your employer says to be at work at nine o'clock. You want to come in at nine oh five. You don't want to follow rules. Why? The kids ain't there. Why I got to be there so early? We don't want to follow rules. We are not supposed to eat the food in the store before we pay for it. We walking around eating grapes and all that kind of stuff and trying to tell the cashier how much we done ate. But we just we done ate a pound of it already. We don't want to follow rules. We don't want to follow rules. The doctor suggested we get eight hours of sleep and stuff like that. We want to stay up for two or three days at a time because we're still young and, and we got plenty of time to sleep. We don't want to follow rules. There are warning labels on cigarettes, alcohol, and everything we got. There are, there, there are directions and for some things there are warning labels and we ignore the warning labels and the directions. We buy food. The food says heat the oven to 350. Uh-uh. If I turn it up to 375, it'll cook faster. Then we burn the food or the food is dried out. Now we're mad. We don't want to follow rules. We don't want to be disciplined. We don't want nobody telling us what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Not in this flesh we don't, but our spirit is willing. Ooh, God, I saw the rob I see. Yeah, our spirit is willing. We're like, our spirit is saying, come on, come on, come on. Come on, we got work to do. Come on, God is calling us. Come on, get up and pray. Get up, wake up. The spirit is waking you up. Get up. How do you know that your house is not about to be uh, set on fire? You don't want to get up and seek God. He's trying to wake you up and you won't get up. Then next thing you know, you hear glass breaking and all that. And you crying and screaming, talking about God, why me? And God is going to tell you, I tried to wake you up to warn you. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's good. We we ignore his directions, his heeds, his warnings all the time because we think we know better until the mess hits the fan. And then we come back for corrective discipline. God is trying to get us from that process of going in those circles. He wants us to get to the point where we do what is right the first time because it is right. That your response be a spiritual response, that you allow your spirit to be illuminated to the point where your response to what God has for you and his directions is always with gratitude. And with joy, not murmuring, complaining and trying to halfway do it. Halfway doing it is disobedience. We don't want we don't we don't want to follow rules unless God is telling us we're going to get a house. That's ridiculous, y'all. We don't want to follow what God says do unless he tell us we, he going to heal us or we're going to get some money or we're going to get the prestige that we want. But what about when he wants to develop your character and heal your soul and mend your heart and regulate your mind? My God, what happens then? Are you going to follow him? Are you going to follow the directions? Are you going to follow the prescription to the letter? The doctor gives you medicine, tell you take one pill three times a day. You sit there and take one pill one time a day and wonder why you don't see no results. We just, uh, we are so hard headed sometimes. Me, 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 I'm talking to Monique. We are so hard headed sometimes and disobedient. It's no wonder. Listen, do you understand that God can take his breath back from you at any given moment? because he got it like that the earth is the lord's the word says the fullness thereof the inhabitants of they that dwell there and everything is his i read it to you earlier everything is his 
everything is his. So how rude is it of you to be in somebody else's house and then won't follow the house rules? I invite you to my house and I say, can you take off your shoes at the door? This was, Why did I got to take off my shoes? These floors ain't all that. Ridiculous. We are ridiculous and we need to repent. <laughs> we need to repent because we are out of line and out of order. And it shows everywhere we go. It shows we're out of order. It don't matter how dressed up you are, the way you talk, your body language, the people you entertain and everything will show that you are out of order. That your spirit is off. That you that your mind state is off. Your belief system is off. Your faith ain't there. We can see it. We can see it, y'all. Okay, I love y'all. I really do. I want us to go up and go higher in God together. I want us to go up and go higher in God together. I want us to elevate together. I want us to receive everything that God has for us and then some together. There's no limits and no boundaries to God. We can have as much of God and the Holy Spirit as we can. We can possibly woo, contain in this flesh. If I were you, if I were you, I would not miss a God moment because some of these moments, these moments are not guaranteed or promised to us again. Don't miss your God moments. Don't miss a moment with God. Don't miss a prayer with God. Don't miss a, a, a opportunity to fast with God. Don't miss an opportunity to sit in his presence so you can so God can teach you self-discipline and self-control. It's a learned behavior. We're not we're not innately going to going to discipline ourselves. We're just not going to do it. Usually it takes tragedy for us to 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 even consider being disciplined or exhibiting self-control. We got to be uh near death's door before we decide to make a 180 for God. And that's not that's re- that's ridiculous. That's sad. We should not have to do God should not God should not have to go to the end. Listen, God should not have to beg us to do what his word says. Do I'm going to say that God should not have to go. God should not have to come and snatch you time and time and time and time again when he is giving you the Holy Spirit and his word. and He has given you power to trample over serpents and scorpions and the power to say to the mountains, be thou moved and be thou cast into the sea. Why? 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 So, before we go, take inventory of your life, y'all. Find out what it is. And you know some of it anyway. We already know what we're not doing. We're not going to play with God, are we? We're not going to do that tonight. This morning, we're not going to play with him. We know where we at. Repent. Mm -hmm. Start there. God, I'm sorry. And mean that thing so that God can help you. He listen. He said, don't serve him with lip service as the heathens do or with eye service. No, serve him with heart service. Serve him with your life. 
and ask God to give you another chance to get it right and write down what he tells you. He'll tell you what not to eat. You know, he'll tell you when to go to bed. He'll tell you what to wear to work in the morning. Yes, God is that kind of God. He'll tell you don't drive down that street. Turn down this way. He'll tell you try this new dish. He will take the he will take the desire from you for things that that are unhealthy if you really serious about it. He will he will make soda taste so nasty to you when you taste it you will probably throw up. He will take the taste of cigarettes and alcohol and all of that stuff out of your mouth if you surrender it. You have to surrender it. You can't want to hold on to it and give it to God too. You got to pick a side. No man can serve two masters. Okay. I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of having a moment with Moni. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you. and We honor you for your word this morning. Thank you for what you have spoken to us about self-discipline, self-control and self-love. We honor you, Holy Spirit, for being in the midst of us. And we thank you that you have allowed us another day. You have given us grace and mercy so that we can get it right with you. Father, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will be challenged by this word, will be changed by this word, will be encouraged by this word to do something different. And I thank you now, Father, for good success. You say that 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 you pray above all that we prosper and have success even as our soul prospers. So, Father, teach us how to discipline ourselves in a way that will be pleasing unto you. Teach us how to exhibit self-control in the areas, oh God, that we still continue to struggle with. Temptations is not just a singing group, oh God. We thank you for giving us everything that pertains to life and godliness, including the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of all things. We give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise because you are God and God alone. You are wonderful and awesome in all of your ways. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. Even the num- even the hairs on our head are numbered. That's how much you love us. Thank you, Lord, that you bottle our tears, O oh God, and count them and keep them, O oh God. For every tear we've cried, Father, you have given us beauty for ashes, and we thank you. Yeah, we give you glory, honor and praise, oh God. Forgive us, Father, for allowing ourselves to be consumed by things that were not of you, Father. Forgive us for not being disciplined and exhibiting self-control, Father. Forgive us. Give us another chance to get it together, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We love you so much and we appreciate you. No more excuses. No more excuses, God. No more excuses. Today is the day. It's either day one or one day. We choose day one. So we thank you and we honor you. I pray for strength, courage, and wisdom for your people, Father. They are all seeking you for one thing or another. I pray that you speak to them in the way that they can understand and know that that is you talking to them, Father. Clear every distraction, Father, so that they can hear you because you're not the author of confusion. Oh, God, you are not the author of confusion. Make every crooked path plain. Bring every high thing low. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch and heal bodies. Regulate minds, oh God. In the name of Jesus, bring peace to the troubled mind, the grieving heart, broken heart, and the grieving soul, Father. In the name of Jesus, for the lost and confused, bring clarity as only you can, Father. 
In the name of Jesus, we do thank you and praise you. Amen and amen. I love you guys. Follow me. I am all over social media. Just Google my name. You'll see me on Facebook, Monique Duel, uh, Instagram, Miss D Rain, M S D E E R E I G N. Head on over to my link tree if you want to see uh, any of my appearances and books and things like that. Link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Monique Duel. My latest book, Caregiver CPR, y'all, has dropped and it will be available in a few days and I will keep you posted on that. It is um, being released through Ingram Spark and so it is. it will be $5 for the ebook, just $5, y'all. It's talking about how to prevent caregiver burnout, some wisdom nuggets that I've learned along the way and I decided to put it in a book and share it with you based on my caregiver CPR presentation that I did for the Faith Mental Health Summit on last year. So y'all go cop that when you see it. I love you guys. And until next week, I'm gone.